Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. It's uh, End Times Friday. Uh, good morning. So, good to see you. Uh, good to see you. We've had uh, lots of uh, exciting stuff go on with uh, our study, uh, you know, week after week after week, um, and we're we've been through, gosh, so much material. It's amazing. I've I've had uh, actually I've had requests, some requests, of people that were listening to the podcast mm-hmm. uh, in their cars usually, uh, that uh, could I send them the actual scriptures? <laughs> uh, oh wow! Because they really they said they've really appreciated just getting into the word about it and learning about it mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, what everybody tends to exaggerate or say or think or. Right. Uh, or exactly. Uh, and so that's, uh, that's our, I think our, one of the keys to what we do is, well, let's mm-hmm. just get in the word and see what it has to say. And we can, we can and bring not in, add or subtract. No, just <laughs> we, we can bring information and, and, and mm-hmm. identify what does it say and, how clear is it? And uh, when it's fuzzy, it's fuzzy. And there's a reason for, for that as as well as, you know, Jesus said, uh, watch the signs. Right. Um, and it's this interesting tension that every generation is to is to follow. And I think, by the way, part of this, which I've appreciated more now, uh, actually, as we've gone through it, <clears throat> uh, is uh, one of our uh, one of the reasons that he needs us to receive and understand this is that even if it doesn't occur in our lifetime, the next generation is closer to it. Right. Uh, so to teach them and then encourage them as part of the process. Hey, by the way, don't don't neglect. You know right. this 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 uh, issue of the end times that Jesus speaks a lot about. Uh, Revelation obviously speaks about it. Daniel spoke about it. There's all kinds of scriptures that Paul wrote about it. Um, it's part of the life of God, and there's a reason that we're supposed to be in this tension of, yeah, it could be us. Uh, right. Uh, and by the way, every <laughs> every day, every year, it's getting closer to whatever that is. Yeah, so that, exactly. Uh, so that um, you know, when they were predicted, for example, uh, in Micah, uh, Bethlehem, you're going to be the place of the birth of the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, they they heard that. Uh, they read it. It's written. Um, every year. It got closer and closer and closer till ultimately it happened. And it, interesting enough, and this is. This is, pro- I would say, it's probably something that people didn't receive it until after. But we went through the timeline with Daniel. Right. And he says, from this point, there's going to be seven years and there's going to be 62, uh, seven weeks and 62 weeks with 62 one week weeks. left. Right. Which was 69 weeks from the time he spoke it mm-hmm. till the, the time of Christ. And mm-hmm. interesting enough, that's exact. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Christ uh, was born and lived 
is exactly that. Um, I think, I think though, uh, and, and I don't have any evidence of this, but likely the Jews that were reading Daniel, Mm -hmm. I don't think they put that together until afterwards. Right. So it wasn't like, oh yeah, I know exactly when it's going to happen, which interesting enough, it was exact. I mean, they could have, Hey, this is going to happen. Uh, and it's going to happen. This is when it's going to happen in our calendar. Uh, Right. And every day. It got closer and closer and closer until one day, you know, uh, the, the angel comes to Mary and Joseph and uh, you're going to have the baby and it's going to be the son of God and this is it. And um, and by the way, after he was born, uh, there's this there's fantastic uh, little uh, snippet in Luke uh, that says uh, Simeon was, was being told, you're not going to die until you see, actually physically see the baby. Right. Uh, so that was cool. And Anna, Anna the prophetess, the same thing is that, hey, you're going to you're going to be living when this happens. You know, so so God speaks ahead of time. And then, by the way, as this happening, getting ready to happen. Here it is. Here it is. You know, you will experience this. So I do expect that. Uh, and one of the questions that I've got, obviously, with what we've seen happen even in the last two years, <clears throat> it's it's now in my in my thinking. I I now can see how this could happen. Right. Uh, even prior to the last we two years. We see foundation laid very clearly yeah. for, for e- the prophetic. Even yeah. prior to the last two years, I, I had a consistent question. Mm-hmm. Uh, having read the scriptures that we're talking about, uh, dived into them, I said, I receive that as truth. And the truth is that there's one world government set up around the world at the beginning of the tribulation, and it's willingly, readily... Uh, embraced by all the population right. except the remnant who is going to know spiritually no we're not supposed to do this um, and in my mind the way because I way I thought of countries and governments and how it all works I, I said how how is that possible because remember it's not by overthrow I could see that well if it was by overthrow but it's well, then, willing yeah yeah then okay yeah. I could I we had an example of that we had Hitler uh, in Germany, well, they they tried to become one world government, um, and they were going to do it by force. Uh, right. So I could say, well, yeah, I could. If that's how it goes, I could I could imagine how that is, and then I would be asking, well, who is that? You know, <laughs> who's gonna mm-hmm. who's gonna lead it? But it doesn't say that. It it says it's not by force. It's willingly accepted and received, which means that the populace has to embrace it without rebellion. Uh, and my question was, well, how does that work? I don't get that. And then COVID hits. And literally, and this is what struck me, in lightning, what I call lightning speed, within two months, the entire world received being led by one world government, which was the right. WHO, W-H-O, the who. <laughs> uh, and the, uh, the, pop, the health organizations of the countries. But everybody in the world, and interesting enough, uh, and by the way, uh, right now when uh, during our time of this uh, broadcast, the Olympics are on. Mm-hmm. Have you watched any of them at all? I have not. Okay. I haven't. Well, I mean to. Uh, it's just not happening. A couple of things. We, we see a couple of things. So we just we get interested in uh, certain skiing, sports, and ice skating stuff. Yeah, and, uh, that's. I'd love to be watching ice skating. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, the uh, the male, our male star Chen, I think it is. Um, he scored the highest points ever in the history of the, of the Olympics. 
Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So that's oh. pretty cool. But um, I guess he's really good. <laughs> you think? Uh, and by the way, by the way, four years ago, he I think he fell and failed and didn't even medal. Oh, wow. Uh, so he just said, well, I can do it again, you know. And so I, he, whatever he did, he learned how to do it well. So, uh, but the one thing that struck me uh, is, uh, you know, the, the athlete, uh, ice skating is a good example. The, ice, uh, the mm-hmm. ice skater's out there, you know, and he's doing his thing or she's doing her thing. Then she goes with her group into mm-hmm. a, a little mini uh, uh, kind of a, a stands, waits for the, for the results. Right. Well, as soon as they get off the st- off the ice, somebody comes over, puts a mask on them, uh, and everybody there has a mask. And guess what? Uh, you know, you know, an ice skating rink or a, uh, or a stadium. Let's say it'd be equivalent to a basketball stadium. Right. They can house about fifteen to twenty thousand people, generally right. speaking. Well, guess what? In that, there's no audience. Yeah, they have extremely. Do they have any audience? I thought they, they did have, have a very they have, you limited. Can invite, they basically, scaled it you, way you invite back. family and mm-hmm. friends, and they allow up to I think it's five to eight hundred people. Yeah, and they and you can look at it, and your 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 statement is there's nobody there. Right. Uh, why? Because they they have decided that the threat of COVID uh, mm-hmm. is. And by the way, everybody's and this is interesting too. Is that all the athletes are vaccinated, and there's already an outbreak of COVID. Right. Uh, and China really has a no no COVID tolerance or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. So I wondered how they're even handling yeah. that. But um, the way that the way that the populace mm-hmm. attending the Olympics have just said, OK, mm-hmm. uh, there's not a rebellion. There's not I'm not going to do it. It's just, well, OK, that's what they say they got to do. I got to do it. Um, and that's what it looks like. And so worldwide in two months, what I saw in lightning speed was the whole world in a sense, surrendered to a one-world government. Right. Uh, and I said, oh, that's how it that's works. That's how it can happen. That's okay. how it works. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, and then, then there's going to be what I, you know, what I see, because remember, it's economic. So uh, there's going to be a collapse, obviously a displacement with that, which I think people will be literally without food, supplies, stuff, fuel. It'll cause panic. Uh, but then they'll come, the one world government will come with here. I have the solution and everybody says, oh, great, excellent. Let's, let's do that. Um, so what I'm saying is that, you know, Jesus said, watch the signs. And because the truth is we are getting closer. <laughs> right. And in right. our time, in our lifetime, we can now imagine it a little mm-hmm. bit more than before. And again, God's timing uh, is is always one thing I always learned, even in my own uh, walk with him in terms of things I'd like him to do to help have me understand and get his will. He keeps reminding me, uh, my will is a little bit longer than yours. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so relax, you know. Uh, so we can't say it, but uh, it's getting closer. And uh, a couple things have actually happened recently, and that is that, remember he said there'll be wars and rumors of wars. Right. Um, and it'll accelerate. And Russia has basically amassed their military next to Ukraine, which is a, a country next right. to them. It used to be Russia, by the way. And then it split off when, when yeah. uh, Reagan was and they're, president. And they're poised. Yeah. And, they, and they are poised to uh, conquer them and, and attack them. And so it, by the time this, this airs, uh, you, you actually could have experienced, probably will actually know. I think they'll either will or they won't. And if they do. Right. They will have already done it. If they don't, 
there'll be a reason and here's what they're going to do with it, which could be some negotiation or whatever. Um, Secondly, that Iran uh, has now come to a point where they're very, very close, and we're talking months, uh, to having a nuclear weapon. Um, and by the way, it's, it's, they violated the essence of the— All kinds of agreements, Of agreements, right? <laughs> because they're not supposed to use uranium enrichment, what they call it. And you have to get your uranium to a certain level of purity to be able to, <laughs> to put it into a, a weapon. Uh, and they're getting close to that. Uh, so they just kept doing it uh, and violating all And nobody cares, and the world's not willing to do anything about it. So, uh, but we know this. If they get that weapon— we know their objective already today is, right. to, is to annihilate Israel. Right. Uh, there's no. It's not fuzzy about that. And they're part of right. the. We talked about this. The the Shiite sect of the Muslim uh, grouping uh, is uh, Iran, mm-hmm. uh, Syria, Turkey, uh, and most of Iraq. Um, mm-hmm. And they're all bound, bound bound together. And that sect. Has has verbally publicly <laughs> written about teach we're right. gonna we're gonna annihilate yeah it's Israel. no secret <laughs> it's no secret we're gonna annihilate Israel which Israel says well I think I think not you know and right uh, and by the way God says I think not <laughs> and God says no so here's what we know in Scripture they are not annihilated right so we know even though they have a nuclear weapon we mm-hmm. we can say with certainty. It's not going to be used on Israel. It may be attempted to be used by Israel, right? But it's not going to be not successful. successfully, right? Um, and by the way, Israel has this clever, uh, fantastic defense system already. And two is, <laughs> they have super intelligence and super computer skills. <laughs> so, right. So they've already, uh, in a few situations where they were getting progress on this nuclear weaponry, um, were able to hack into their laboratories for example, and prevent them from going any further because they, they basically hacked it and stopped it, you know, so. Oh, Israel hacked into Iran's? Iran's. To Iran's. stop them? Ah, yeah. excellent, okay. Um, um, and they have they have sent military operations where they bomb supplies in Iran. And remember the Sunnis, who is a more moderate sect of the uh, Muslim uh, community, and that's Saudi Arabia, uh, Bahrain, uh, UAE, UAB, uh, Jordan, Egypt. Um, they they actually don't want the Sunnis or the Shiites, who they actually uh, dislike each other, uh, to have any power in the Middle East more than they do. And so they actually sanction Israel. Yeah, you go ahead and, and take care of that. We can't, but you can, and we support you in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really interesting dynamic. Interesting enough, at the very end when we talked about it, remember the Battle of Armageddon? Well, the Sunnis and the Shiites and the Americans and <laughs> the Europeans and the Asians, they're all together coming against Israel. Uh, so we know that while they have a, a, uh, uh, a favorable aspect with the uh, Sunnis right now, that that changes. Something happens that that changes. And that's one thing to watch for is... Okay. When and what does that happen? But right. uh, it'll be interesting to see what does Israel do with the buildup of the military nuclear weaponry of Iran. So that'll be that'll be interesting to watch. Um, and then um, we've talked about the economy in America uh, that we're under high inflation, highest we've been in, in right. almost forty years. And the uh, Fed is now due to start. They're going to start raising interest they, they rates. They said 
they're going to raise us seven times this year, which we think mm-hmm. about that would be about every other month. Uh, right. They're supposed to uh, raise the first one here in mid-February. Uh, okay. So by the time this airs, we will kind of know. And, I, and I'm really watching this. Is There's two right. things I want to watch. First of all, do they do it at all? Mm-hmm. So far, they said that two years ago, and they didn't do it. They said right. that a year ago and didn't do it. Um, well, are they going to do it now? And I think it's problematic to do it, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. And then if they do it, how much? Right. Uh, and then what do they say next? So these are things to watch because the way it's it's going with our inflation and debt and economy, and if they do certain things, they'll cause a recession. Um is that going to stimulate a collapse? Right. Um, because we're the, remember, we're the driver, we're kind of the driver of the world economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we do, uh, China and Russia are actually trying to become drivers, uh, but we're still the driver. And so what happens with us economically is going to determine a lot around the world about what happens. Now, remember, ultimately, prior to the start of the tribulation, it's a worldwide collapse. Right. Uh, well, so at some point, ours is going to collapse. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, again, and this is simple. This is simplifying it. But if the Fed tomorrow said we're raising the interest rates by two two points, mm-hmm. it would collapse the system. Uh, because um, think of the of the uh, U.S. Uh, spending by the government. Right. Um, they have. Uh, trillions that they spend uh, a big percentage of that today because of the magnitude of the debt is used to pay right. interest now they don't pay any principal mm-hmm. so just think you have a you have a mortgage and you never pay your principal you only pay interest. but if we i was going to say all these years spending more than we've made yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah but you know right right now if you go to get a loan mortgage yeah you can pay uh, uh even a month ago it was two and a half percent now it's going to be almost three and a half because because of the threat of that but think about um, when um, back in the 1980s, when I was I was just uh, in the uh, beginning of my career, uh, the interest rate went to 22 percent. Wow! And mortgages were 25 percent. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've seen that. I remember yeah. the very first house Dan and I bought. Um, we were so excited. We had an interest rate of like seven and a half percent. Um, and really had no idea, you know, what things were going to look like all these years later as we bought houses. But at that point, that was like a great rate oh, yeah. because of what had gone on the years before. That's you right. Know? Uh, but think about if, uh, you know, we have such a large percentage of our uh, annual government budget paid to interest today. Mm-hmm. If it doubled, actually, it would it would mm-hmm. quadruple, uh, go from a half percent up, you know, to two percent more quadruple. It would consume a majority of our government spending. Yes. So if that happened, that means all these other programs couldn't be funded mm-hmm. um, if that's how they decide to do it. So, uh, and so far the politicians, by the way, this is worldwide. This is an interesting thing, uh, except, <laughs> interesting enough, except Israel. Uh, every country in the world is, is spending more than they take. Uh, and they don't, they don't, they just see it as normal. That now, would, is that even true for the oil countries? The oil countries. Because they uh, get a crazy amount of income. They, uh, it would not be true of uh, some of the okay. Middle East countries. Uh, they have a surplus. Uh, okay. And they actually distribute uh, revenue. But uh, 
um, they do go into uh, borrowing and they're just not subject to the uh, the fluctuation of the interest rates or the pressure of okay. that. Gotcha. Uh, and uh, and you bring up a good point, and that is that I believe, and, and this is why I think debt is a is a critical piece of this is that is that everything shifts to the Middle East. Every, I mean, the whole Bible, the Revelation, is all around the Middle East. All takes place, yeah. Uh, and and so it shifts to that power base, which which I believe the Arab nations. Uh, uh, mm. Etc. are a big piece of it because they play a big role because they're the ones sur- surrounding Israel uh, with their economic wherewithal. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think it's a big deal. And that's why I think debt about these other countries that willingly submit uh, that uh, they have it. And, it. and it does bring up uh, possibly uh, the thought in a one-world government, do they treat... The Middle Eastern countries, slight not they're still part of the world system, but maybe they give them certain privileges. Interesting. Or, or hey, uh, uh, you help us do this because you have you have money, right. you have resources. You know they can do it. Uh, so it's really really interesting. So those That's things those things thought, yeah. those things are happening, and um, um, it would be to watch those, uh, and and uh, particularly right now because we're taping this here in. Uh, uh, you know, the second week of February, but it's going to be aired toward the end of February. Um, we're saying, watch these things, and it'll be interesting when we get to that point, what happened on just these three things. Right. Uh, and did anything significant happen? I believe, yes, it will. And, we'll, and again, watching, uh, see, watching is really cool. Uh, when he said watch, he doesn't say, uh, pray that I change things. He says, watch right. watch what's going to happen. Right. He also and, doesn't say watch and worry. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, understand because of what I'm telling you. I'm going to give you covenant life regardless, but uh, trust me. Uh, and he says, uh, watching is observing. Hmm. Okay, what happened? What happened? Like, for example, Russia's ready to invade Ukraine. It hasn't happened yet. Well, watch. Okay, there's going to be, in a sense, two simple possibilities, and probably will be known by the time that this airs. Did they invade him, <laughs> or did they decide not to? Right. Because they're ready to, and they got all the military ready to go. They're going to do something, including negotiate for something, or decide to do something, right. or get they're something. They're flexing, whatever the case yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, and okay, uh, a decision will be made. So it's not a matter of. Uh, you gotta, you gotta try to uh, ask God to, to do something. It's well, a watch. When, like on a situation like that, what happened? They, they invaded. Let's say they invaded. Well, okay. What's our next question? What the heck is gonna? How's that gonna impact the world and particularly us? Because it has implications. Right. What does that now mean? Now that they did it. The next phase of it is okay. Now what? Now what? Now how, what does that mean to the world? Okay, that's that's one thing to watch. Let's say it goes the other direction. They don't. What's our question? Why not? Right. Why? And so it's still a watching. <laughs> they got they got ready to, and they mm-hmm. were ready to do it. And why not? Do we understand anything about that? And see, mm-hmm. watching is just this constant. What happened? And now what? What happened? Mm-hmm. And now what? And and he says, watch for the signs which are leading to the tribulation in the end. So 
Right. Okay, what happened? Now what? Uh, what does that mean for us? Do, is there something that you want to speak to us about? Um, and ultimately, remember, it's going to happen sometime. Right. Uh, and, and the one thing that I still hold on to is Jesus said, when you see Israel return as a nation, that generation sees the end. Uh, well, that we're in that. I believe we're in that generation now. Again, generation could be forty years, and so I could be gone by then, uh, right. and somebody else is there. So it's not like it's going to happen tomorrow, but it's it could be in our lifetime. And because of just that alone, is the one thing that I keep saying, yeah, you know what, you said it, and yeah. it ha and they became a nation uh, officially in t in two thousand and twelve, uh, huh? Um, are we supposed to pay more attention? Certainly something to pay attention Be to, Because right? of that truth, are we supposed to pay more attention, so to speak? So yeah. that's that's why we're interested in trying to help right. people at least ask the questions, and uh, and you watch, and then you see what God mm -hmm. says to you about it. And right. uh, we'll keep we're going to keep working on this together. Uh, but we and been, in the midst of this, ultimately preparing the bride for His return. You know, teaching. That's why we're doing this podcast. Really, is is teaching people to abide and to hear His voice, and to be ready. That that bride being ready, and for the church to truly reflect His heart, and and the world to see Jesus through us all. Yep. You know. Amen to that. And uh, we've we've come to this place at the uh, now that uh, remember uh, He destroyed the earth and the heavens with mm -hmm. it, and created a new one. Uh, and so we we gone through the Daniel seventh week, the tribulation, mid trib. Antichrist says, "Worship me, I'm God." Brings God's wrath. Three and a half years of awful stuff uh, that happen. Uh, Israel survives it. They they amass uh, to go come against him in, in the in the Valley of Megiddo and in the va Battle of Armageddon. Christ returns. Uh, everybody is killed, and uh, there's only left Israel and. Uh, we who are uh, raptured and or martyred come back with him uh, and we live a thousand years. Uh, that thousand years, they're still humans, so they're still sinful. They have to receive Christ, but it'll be re really easy to do. And of course, they'll multiply and, and uh, expand the earth. It'll be explosive and it'll be fantastic. And and by the way, things keep progressing. So think of, mm -hmm. think of um, the technology we have today. <laughs> Mm. A thousand. So none of that that doesn't really start over. Think, no, <laughs> think of a thousand years later. Interesting. What that's going to be like? I mean, it's it's going to be remarkable, um, uh, incredible. By the way. Uh, yeah, in my mind, it didn't exist at that point. I have no idea why. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I just hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and by the way, uh, this is one of the explanations that again we're closer to it than let's say people in the 1850s for example mm -hmm. um, which is already 1800 years after christ so right. think of everybody below that but one thing that's stated is that the world is able to see things happen okay in 1850 what would be their what would be their question how in the world would well, you be able to see that wait, yeah wait a minute how does that, that work? That makes no sense, that right. Doesn't, that's not sensible. Well, for us- With technology now, it's extremely us, relevant. It's not only sensible, but um, with the World Wide Web, that by the yeah. way, 25 years ago, wasn't even there. Right. Uh, TV was there. 
And now instantaneously you can see what's going on. But now it's, it's uh, literally a person in, uh, let's say, Germany, Linda's German, so her family. Let's say her family in Germany can take their phone, take, take a video, and we can see it instantaneously. Right. Uh, it's, it's remarkable. Uh, you know what where that is so that again it's like oh okay now we can see how that could work because it's closer and closer and closer so right. uh, uh, it happens you know that where we get the rain with him a thousand years and then he says he lets Satan out again deceives people and that's it Satan's thrown in the lake of fire and then he says uh, in in uh, 21 which is uh, let's go ahead and read that one to eight again uh, and um, let's uh, uh, read that again and kind of uh, bring us up to date on that. So let's see what he says. Sure. Revelation 21, uh, 1 through 8. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this down. For these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from this spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers and the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Yeah. Uh, so he says, uh, well, remember, <laughs> uh, I create a new heaven and a new earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by definition, um, I've, I've destroyed the old one. Uh, so all of the humans uh, living on earth, which remember after a thousand years, it'll, I think it'll be back in the billions and they'll all, primarily all be believers. Uh, because Christ literally is there, we're there. It's easy to believe. Why and the would, enemy is bound at that point. Yeah. Uh, and that you know, Satan deceives a few, but um, he then destroys it all. So when that happens, there's a, uh, and it's not. It's only implied. It's not. It's not stated uh, because he destroys an earth with physical human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, they they then are translated at that moment into their their new bodies and their new place in heaven so they are they're in essence the new heaven and the new earth they're actually raptured so they don't experience so Hmm. god god doesn't kill them and they go through a painful you know uh destruction it's they're translated and then he destroys the earth he doesn't say he destroys Hmm. the people uh he destroys the earth so he destroys the heaven and the earth okay and then he says i make all things new Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, he says that includes, and this is what's really cool, a new earth and a new heaven, which, by the way, is a unit which we actually live in today. And we have this uh, series, again, that I'd urge people to look at called uh, Blessed with Every Spiritual Blessing. And it's um, describing 
what does that look like that we live in heaven and earth at the same time, which we do? Because uh, mm-hmm. we, we tend to think, well, I, I'm on earth. When I die, I get to go to heaven. Right, uh, right. And he says, actually, you're living there now. Um, and it's mm-hmm. really cool, cool experience. So he says, uh, create a new heaven and a new earth. Uh, because remember, if we were just spiritual, and he just says, I, I create a new place, mm-hmm. or we're going to go to the place. We would say, yeah, I could understand that. Sure, we, you know, we we go somewhere where we're 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 able to communicate. He says, well, actually, it's going to be a new earth. Okay, now think, and we'll we'll get into more of this, but even that alone, it's literally a firmament. The word there is it's it's a firmament, and it, and John, remember, John describes it as earth. It's similar to what I I experience now. Right. So it's a physical place. Mm-hmm. Well, if he creates a physical place, uh, what do we experience? The I, a physical, physical life. A physical, physical. There's everything. something. Yeah. See, there's something <laughs> physical about mm-hmm. our eternity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, and, and we'll see more about this. So, so okay. Hmm. Well, that's going to be cool. Uh, so, hey, we're not. You mean we're not going to be up there strumming harps and just doing nothing? Uh, nope. Uh, eternity is going to be a new heaven and a new earth. He says, behold, I make all things new. Uh, and then he says this, I, God, all of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit will be dwelling with you. And the light is now going to be me and you experiencing that and you receiving it and, and living it out. Uh, so there'll be this amazing ability to see and understand and, and have visualization of it, but it's all because of him uh, wow. in this new physical place. Uh, uh, and he said, it's, it's gonna be really remarkable. And then he says, uh, I'm gonna wipe away all the tears, there'll be no more sorrow, no more crying, no more mourning. Okay, now what does that imply? I'm gonna, that, that won't even be present at all. Well, that's, you know, with the enemy not operating there, there is, no source for any of that yeah yeah see that that um so even uh because everybody there is a believer that's been cleansed uh, right and we know you and i know we, we had a story uh you know a week or so ago with morgan uh your friend she she had a troubled life uh and was sorrowful she shared with that. I was, I was very sorrowful. Um, and we all have, we're all in that boat. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there's things that we sorrow over, including, uh, you know, and, and there's, uh, I have uh, leaders right now whose, whose dad uh, just passed away. And there's this mix, he was a believer, so there's this mix of sorrow right. and, te- and tears. Right. Well, why? Well, because I love being with that person and they're no longer here. I can't see him anymore. I can't be with him anymore. Uh, and at the same time, joy, well, they get to go be with Christ. Because so, you know they're with Christ. So right? hallelujah. But I, but there is a sorrow. In this in this scripture, he says, there isn't an ounce of sorrow. Mm. So um, that means that somehow we have fully received, because uh, uh, remember, we do recognize each other. Right. Uh, we will understand where that came from in terms of the life we live. So there's still memory of, of life. 
uh, because I know I'll be able to, when, when you and I are there, I'll know who you are. Hey, there's Kathy. Right. Uh, now, if there's memory of life, like this is one of those questions I just always ponder. Yes. If there's memory of life, how is there not sorrow? Because I, I think back on parts of my life that would bring me sorrow to think back on. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't know if you have an answer for that. I'm just I do. curious. I do. Uh, so um, right now, we look back at memories and we mm -hmm. we have we have good memories right and we have what some bad memories. bad memories um and the bad memories trigger us to say if i would have done something different right or if this wouldn't have happened or if mm -hmm. i you know and, and even think of accidents uh, accidents happen in a moment and you and immediately and this happens to everybody um, if I'd have left five minutes later, if I'd have left five minutes but earlier, things have been different. Yeah, it would have been different, um, and the timing of that, and if, if, mm -hmm. if, uh, and it's sorrow, it's sorrowful to me that I, <laughs> I left at that point or I did this thing. Right. Uh, well, he said there's no none of that, but you have memory. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so what what has to have happened to your memory? I. I don't know. I guess the painful things have been removed from your memory. They've been they've been completely removed and cleansed, mm -hmm. and you truly are living in the essence of forgiveness, which is you have so let it go that now you. But it don't, doesn't cause pain or sorrow at doesn't all. It doesn't cause you huh. to sorrow. Well, that's good. Uh, and it's been removed, really completely. Mm -hmm. I mean, like it's not even gradation well some of you right. do some of you don't some of you have a little bit that's some true purity of forgiveness then too it's, you it's know complete. The, and, like and, beautifully and, and but yeah. yet we still have memory of our lives and there's something about that that is truly spectacular that um and and what by the way what it implies he said i wipe away the tears there's no more sorrow well that means you have emotion hmm. he didn't say you're amorphous and he, right. he didn't say, well, yeah, all that's gone. Your past life is gone. You're just a being mm -hmm. and you're a brand new being and there's no connection to your life at all. Okay, well, we could, we could, we could say it. Uh, that explains it. He didn't say that. Um, he says, um, you are who you are. Your soul lives eternally. Uh, I'll know you as Kathy. You'll know me as Rich and Linda and Dan. Uh, but in the new place with our history there's zero none sorrow sadness if only uh it, it's it's there's something about it that just purifies it all and we just live in the in the beauty of the life we have uh, particularly on this new earth that we have and then he makes a statement um and this is one that um is a struggle uh for people um uh, he ends it, remember, and he says, um, uh, uh, "You're gonna. Everybody that's that's here with me is gonna inherit all things. Uh, I'll be his God, and he shall be my son." You know, so that uh, the fountain of the life is is gonna be flowing without sorrow to everybody who's there. But, uh oh. The cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Okay, now, 
<laughs> uh, and by the way, Paul speaks to this. Um, as a believer, can you still be one of those one of those people? I would say no as a believer because you have been forgiven for those things. This is still this is defining those who have rejected forgiveness. Right. Right. So could you still be, uh, as a believer, uh, could you still be sexually immoral? Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, you, you still have sin, but you are forgiven yeah. for those things. Can, can you These be, are still can living you be in cowardly? It. See, could you be an idolater? Yes. yes. Could you be a liar? Yeah. Yes. In fact, I'd argue that we all are idolaters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, is he, because then people say to me, and they and I've had discussions about this, well, it seems like that verse is saying it's based on our works. And if, we, if we've been perfect, we get to be there. And otherwise, and, and, and they, <laughs> and they kind of ask this funny question, does that mean nobody's there? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, well, okay, what is he saying there? Uh, that, um, and, Paul, and Paul writes about this in Ephesians and says, yeah, uh, in the flesh, you're gonna you're gonna live this way, and he's just describing kind of indicators of how people tend to live in the flesh. And there's a but there's a remedy, right? What's, what's the remedy? The remedy's Christ. Christ. Uh, so he says he's basically saying that uh, those people, and he's describing them, who if you ask them, do you think you're pretty good? Their answer is yes. I do. And by the way, this is interesting. Um, and there's actually been studies of this is that uh, and they and they take uh, people all across the spectrum. Uh, do you think you're pretty good? Yes. Where do you land on the scale of one to 100? I'm above 50. I'm better than half the people. <laughs> and everybody thinks that way. Uh, right. Yeah. And, and then are you going to go to heaven? Well, I don't know, whatever that is. But yeah, I'll probably get there because I'm pretty good. Um, even though they're an adulterer, even though they're, uh, you know, idolater right. and all that. Uh, so what he's saying here is that these, these are the people that thought they were pretty good. They rejected the remedy because the truth is. They thought they could get there on their own, really. Well, well because the requirement, remember, is what? Perfection. Mm-hmm. And that's why Jesus. And that's only reached through Christ. And Jesus said in Colossians, I took away that requirement and replaced that requirement for you to be perfect. And so when he, when he gives you this list and he said, and those people that um, make their own decisions in the flesh and those people that blah, 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 blah. I mean, so he could go on and on and on. Right, um, right. And he said that uh, the remedy is what Christ said in Colossians 2, 11 to 15. I took away that requirement of being perfect. Uh, and um, I replaced it with myself, and my righteousness now covers you, and you have to receive that, my forgiveness, and then walk with me, believe it, put it in your heart, I trust you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk with you. Uh, and so uh, he said the difference, and, and this is what he's trying to say, there's gonna be a lot of humans that aren't gonna be there. Right. Um, and there, and in other words, and this this counteracts what's kind of a current, kind of a theology that's de- developing even in the Christian church. Everybody makes it. 
because isn't God love? And he's basically saying, I can't because of perfection. You kind of look like these these people, which you, if you look at it, the, there's a couple words in there that it attracts, it hits everybody. Unbelieving, well, we all have those moments. Uh, idolaters, yeah, we all have those we moments. We all have those moments, yeah. Uh, you know, self-centered, well, that we have all those moments. And then, by the way, murders and, you know, all that. So he's just saying that uh, don't don't accept that everybody gets to heaven in this new place. Uh, after I create a new heaven and a new earth, um, there's, there's a whole bunch of humans that never lived there, and they actually are living in the lake of fire, torment, separated from God. And that's where the... That's where we want to encourage people to walk with Christ and offer Christ to others that um, if, they, if they don't receive Christ, they're going to live eternity, eternally. That's a long time. <laughs> Separated from God. And there will be sorrow there because they'll know that they had the opportunity to. Right. Um, and see, we're, we're going to be in this different place. So he says, um, uh, you know, you... Uh, uh, that is going to happen. Uh, people uh, will be, uh, uh, they'll have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Uh, in other words, it's not good. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so what he describes here is uh, you're going to be in a physical place, and we're going to talk more about that in, in the coming weeks because uh, he actually helps us define that a little bit. Um, and for us, it's it's remarkable because our view of heaven or eternity is just, yeah, we're, we're not doing much. Uh, right. Uh, we're kind of just floating around, and uh, we, we know we're going to worship. Singing and all the time. Singing and, uh, yeah. and, and that kind of stuff. And, and how does that work? Um, what is it really like? Well, interesting enough, and this is why part of Revelation is these two chapters, 21 and 22. He says, I'm going to tell you a little bit more precisely what heaven is all about and what living eternally is all about um, and what that looks like. And, and the one thing we just learned is it's physical. Huh. So the question, and he'll answer this uh, as we go forward. Uh, when I read that, I had a question. Okay, we're going to have a new earth. It's physical. We're not humans at that point. I mean, we're not in the human form. We're in this translated form. Um, how are we physical? How are we physical, and what the heck does that look like? Uh, since, right. it, since there's a new earth, because if there was, see, if it was different, he would have said, well, there's no earth. There's just this. But no, mm -hmm. there's a new, which means we're going to be occupied living on this new earth. <laughs> How cool mm -hmm. is that going to be? So that's the, that's the next thing we're going to get into is, uh, okay, what does that start to look like uh, in terms of, well, if it's physical, then how are, how are we participating right. in the physical? So that's going to be the fun thing yeah, to answer. This will be fascinating, yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, we'll uh, pick it up again next week. And uh, these last couple chapters of Revelation are just so powerful, have so much in it that we'll be in this for a little bit of time because we have a big question is, uh, what's, <laughs> what's eternity going to be like? Mm -hmm. And he actually defines a lot of it in these two chapters that we'll try to unpack and by the way, that's why he encourages us to uh, pay attention right. uh, and have a hope for this because eternity is a long time. And that's why even going back to the tribulation for seven years, it's nothing. I mean, literally, it's nothing 
Uh, and that's why I said, don't take the really mark. gives us perspective on don't, that. Don't right? take the mark of the beast because all the beautiful things that are happening and mm-hmm. uh, uh, don't be discouraged when it's all this short term tribulation. It's, it's just, yeah. it's just, in essence, it's a blip. It's, it's just mm-hmm. nothing. So it's pretty cool. Uh, anyway, we'll pick it up next time and uh, we'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Excellent. And, uh, Thanks for sharing. Yep. As always, thank you for joining us, everyone. Um, And if you found today interesting, please be a friend and tell a friend. And um, send them on over to the podcast and send in your questions, too. Don't forget, questions at afjministry.com. Yep, dot com. Dot com. (laughs) Okay, we'll see you later and have a great weekend. You too. Take care. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.